0: This is Pastor Rick's Daily Hope, the audio broadcast ministry of Pastor Rick Warren. Today we continue in our series called Radicalis, Developing Spiritual Roots. In these lessons, we'll learn how to live a life that is deeply rooted in Christ and His Word, so that we can become all God has created us to be. Now, in just a few minutes, we're going to tell you how to get a copy of the Daily Hope Gold Scripture Box called Verses of Hope, a great way to keep God's Word right at your fingertips all year round. You can go to PastorRick.com or you can text the word daily to 800-600-5004 to find out more. Now, here's Pastor Rick Warren with part three of a message called Radical Gratitude.
1: Now, there's a guy in the Bible named Habakkuk, and I, I always like to bring these guys from the little books in the Old Testament in because one day you're going to get to heaven and Habakkuk's going to come up to you and say, hey, how'd you like my book? <laughs> and I don't want you to look like a dude that's like, oh, oh, Mr. Habakkuk, I didn't even know you were in the Bible. So I want to make sure you know who these guys are so you when you get to heaven, you're not embarrassed. And you could say, oh, you know, I really liked what you said in chapter three, Habakkuk. That was good. That was really good. Okay. And here's what Habakkuk said. He was going through tough times. And he says, you know, even though the fig trees have no fruit and no grapes are growing on the vine, and even though the olive crop failed, and even though the fields produce no grain, in other words, I'm going through recession. My business is in the tank. And even though the sheep are all dying and the cattle stalls are empty, in other words, he said, my portfolio has hit the skids, my 401K has become a 101K. (laughs) He goes, even though all this is happening, I will still, I will still, I will still be joyful and glad. Why? Now, he's not thanking God for all the bad things that have gone wrong, not for those things. He's saying, what's his cause of gratitude? I will be joyful and glad because, here's the cause, the Lord is my savior. Everything else stinks in life, but I can be grateful because the Lord is my savior. He will pull me out. He'll bring me through this. He'll help me out. I'm not on my own. I'm not by myself. He hadn't left me abandoned. I'm not an orphan. He's saying, I will still give thanks to God. That is the ultimate test of faith. Can you thank God when life stinks? That's the test of whether you're a shallow Christian or a deep one, whether you've got spiritual roots or you're just superficial. Can you thank God even when life stinks, when everything's going wrong? He says, if I'm going through tough times, what I need to do is not look at what's lost, I need to look at what's left. I need to look at what's left, and I need to be grateful for that. And no matter how bad things are in my life, there's always, always thousands of things I can be grateful for. And no matter how bad things are in my life, there's always, always the fact that I can be thankful to God just for being God and that he has promised to see me through these situations, to help me out, to strengthen me, to care for me, to do miracles, to answer prayers. He's always promised, even when things don't go my way, that he can work it for good in my life. And so ultimately, the plan is in action. That is faith. God's will is radical gratitude. In all things, give thanks. Why? It honors God, it creates fellowship, it develops faith. Number four, it serves others. Radical gratitude, the attitude of gratitude that says, I'm just going to walk through life being grateful in every situation, no matter what, times of plenty, times of tightness, good, bad, right, wrong, whatever. I'm just going to be grateful in every situation. He says that actually serves others. It becomes a ministry. Did you know We've talked about this many times, that every Christian, every believer is a minister. You are a minister. You have a ministry. You're not a pastor, but every Christian is a minister. What does that mean? It means we are to serve other people. We're saved to serve. And you can have a ministry called the ministry of appreciation. Do you know what the word appreciation means? Well, if you've ever bought a car, you know the meaning of depreciation. Okay, the moment you drive it off the lot, it's worth less than you paid for it. Even if it's brand new, you take it back, it's worth less. Depreciation, it means to decrease in value. If you've ever bought a house, you know the meaning of both appreciation and depreciation. You've seen the value go up and you have seen the value go down. To appreciate means to raise in value. And this is a ministry. When you appreciate your husband, you raise his value. When you appreciate your wife, you raise her value. When you appreciate your kids, you raise their value. When you appreciate your coworkers, your staff, the people you work with in the office, you raise their value to you and to the company. When you appreciate your boss, you raise her value or his value The ministry of appreciation raises the value of people, and that's why God says radical gratitude is a ministry. You can just go around making a ministry out of raising the value of people simply by appreciating them. Going around and, you know, one of the things I've discovered is that everybody in life needs massive doses of encouragement. I've never met anybody who says, oh no, I don't need a compliment. I have too many, please stop, please. Really, please, please stop. I, I, I'm too affirmed, please, don't, don't give me any more. You have an un, un, uh, unqualified need to be affirmed, to be loved, to be appreciated, to people express gratitude for. And you can, and so does everybody else. And if you wanna be used of God, here's a little secret. Affirm everybody. Appreciate everybody. Show gratitude to everybody. You know, the team that I travel with, uh, uh, we travel together. We have a little pack that we're just going to leave a trail of gratitude wherever we go in the world, and we're going to express appreciation to the people that everybody else ignores. And so we make it a little game. We make sure that the, the maid services uh, who are fixing the, 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 the sheets in the, in the motel, or uh, the taxi driver, or the bellman, or the clerk, or the ticket agent, that we express appreciation to them in the middle of their busy day, that we're not gonna have contact with any person on the road without saying thank you. And I'm pretty good at it, but Steve, he is a pro. He's almost embarrassingly good at it, you know. I mean, he's just—he is so good at expressing appreciation to people. I'm in awe of the guy how he does it on the phone and stuff like that. And and I'm just—and we—we have—I have have to be honest with you that we have actually missed planes because we were still busy thanking people. The nice thing about it is the people we thanked then help us get on the next plane. You know, I was gone for two weeks. I was a week in Africa and, and in Europe, then a week in Europe. And uh, one day we were, um, I, on one day I was speaking to pastors and we had breakfast in Brussels and lunch in Paris and dinner in Vienna. And all in the same day, and I'm speaking to these groups of pastors and we're just leaving a little trail of people everywhere we go. It's so funny because in Vienna I was sitting in a taxi and an elderly lady, 89, a 79-year-old woman, 79-year-old woman and her husband, come on, knock on the window. I roll the window down. She goes, I'm a fan friend of yours on Facebook. (laughs) I said, tell me your story. She says, well, I'm Romanian. I'm going, now, wait a minute. A Romanian 89-year-old woman in Paris watching me on Facebook. It's a new world, friends. We got a radical change here. This is a radical change. And so it, 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 it helps other people. In fact, the Bible says this. Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouth. In other words, that's critical, complaining, negative, cynical, sarcastic, always putting other people down. Don't let that kind of stuff come out of your mouth. But only, the only thing that should come out of your mouth is what is helpful for building others up. He says you, tell, you need to talk not what builds you up, but what builds others up according to their needs that it may benefit not you, but those who listen. That's called the ministry of affirmation. So, why is gratitude, radical gratitude? In every situation, always God's will. It honors God, it creates fellowship, it brings you closer to people, it develops faith, particularly shows your trust in God in tough times, it serves other people. And then there's a fifth one it is a witness. It is a witness to unbelievers. The best way to share your faith with other people is to start with gratitude. Do you know what I'm grateful for about you? That'll blow their mind. Because people are so ungrateful today, it's not typical. Now, the Bible says that as believers, we are to live in a way, it says, live in a way that makes the truth about God attractive. You are to live in such a way that it makes the truth about God attractive. Do you do that? Do people look at you and go, man, I'd like to know more about the Bible? Do they look at your life and you are so winsome in your gratitude that people go, man, what gives with that person? She is always, she's never complaining, but she's always grateful. He's always being positive. He's always building people up. I'd like to be like that guy. Do you do that? How do you make the truth of God more attractive? By developing radical gratitude, the roots of gratitude. In fact, here's what the Bible says on the screen, Philippians 2. Do everything without complaining or arguing. So that, let's, let's just stop there for a minute. <laughs> okay. Okay, let's just don't skip over that part. Do everything without arguing? Oh, come on. Do everything without complaining. Be serious. That's what God says to do. Friends, can I can I be honest with you as your pastor? There are some scriptures in the Bible that I don't understand and don't make sense. I don't have a problem with those. I just figure I'm not smart enough my brain's too small, God knows what he's doing, and one day I'll get to heaven, God will explain why he did what he did, and it didn't make sense to me, but he said, do it this way. I don't have a problem with the parts of the Bible I don't understand. I have a problem with the parts I do understand. Like that verse. That's not like open to questions and conjecture. It's not like, well, that's your interpretation. When he says do everything without complaining and arguing, there's only one interpretation. Don't complain, don't argue. As a believer, you are never to complain or to argue. Holy guacamole, how in the world do you do that one? Okay, he says if you do that, you will be so unusual in the world because everybody complains and everybody argues. You're gonna make the truth of God attractive, it's a witness. He says you will become blameless You'll be blameless and pure. It'll show you're a child of God without fault. He said, you'll be faultless if you could do that in a crooked and depraved generation, which is cynical and sarcastic and critical, in which you shine like stars in the universe. We sing that song, we will shine like stars in the universe because we're living for your glory. How do you live for God's glory? You don't complain and you don't argue, but you're grateful in every situation. That's would change the world. That would bring millions of people to Christ. Not our protest signs, but our gratitude. And he says, that will be so, you see, Christians should be known for radical love, radical kindness, radical joy, radical gratitude. There's a word for that. It's called Christ-like. The problem is we're not doing a very good job of this. We really aren't. This week I read some depressing statistics in uh, World Magazine. They did a survey nationally how Americans under 30 view evangelicals. Now, who's an evangelical? You are. An evangelical is not an evangelist. An evangelical is someone who believes the good news, that Jesus Christ died on the cross, paid for my sins, that by his grace I can go to heaven, my past can be forgiven, I get a home in heaven, purpose for living. That's an evangelical you're an evangelical. It comes from the word evangel, which is the Greek word for good news. That's all it is. Somebody who believes the good news. So they did a survey how Americans under 30 view evangelicals. And here were the results. 85% said they're hypocritical. 78% of Americans said they're old-fashioned. Hmm. 75% said they are too involved in politics. 72% said out of touch with reality. 70% said insensitive to others. And 68% said boring. (laughs) We're not doing a very good job of representing Jesus. If that's what the world thinks of us, we're not doing a very good job. Why? Because we're not radically loving, radically kind, radically compassionate. We're really no different than anybody else. And we, what we need is a radical change in the way we act to be like Christ, to have those roots. And my goal, my desire, my dream, and I want you to be a part of this, is that they take this survey 10 years from now and they get a whole different list. And they go, you know, when I think of evangelicals, I think of those are the people who help you when everybody else walks out of your life. Those are the people who give you a second chance, like in Celebrate Recovery. Those are the people who, they stand for the truth, but they share it in a loving way. You can disagree with somebody and still love them. Those are the people who are kind. They are generous to a fault. Those are the people who give you the shirt off their back. They're the people who act like Jesus. They care for the poor and the sick. They help educate the next generation. They do all the things that the peace plan does. That's what the church needs to be known for. Not for boring, negative, and all these other things.
0: This is Pastor Rick's Daily Hope. We're so happy you've chosen to study along with us today. You can get hope and encouragement from Pastor Rick delivered right to your inbox every day. Just go to PastorRick.com and sign up for his free daily devotional. Rick will be back to close out our time today, but first... You know, in order to live for God in the most meaningful way possible, we need to have His Word deep down in our hearts. That's why Pastor Rick created a spiritual growth tool called the Verses of Hope Scripture Box. Here's Rick to tell you more. One of the most powerful ways you can transform your spiritual life
1: is to memorize scripture. You say, I can't do that. Oh, yes, you can. The Bible says in Proverbs 7, verse 2, guard my words as your most precious possession. Write them down and keep them deep within your heart. To keep them deep in your heart, you have to remember them. That's why I've had my team create a beautiful gold scripture box so you can practice memorizing the verses that we give you and some that you can develop on your own. Now, we've started a collection of 40 verses about hope. These are going to encourage you when you feel down and discouraged. It's a collection that will help you keep God's word in you so you have it when you need it. Now, I had a graphic artist create Bible verse cards with multiple graphic designs and really cool colors, so you're gonna enjoy studying these verses. It's not just words on a blank card, but the colors will actually help you remember uh, these Bible verses. And to help you develop the habit of memorizing scripture, we've included 64 full-color decorated cards with lines that you can practice writing out your favorite verses. So in addition to the 40 verses of hope, You can write down verses that are meaningful to you, that come to you in your quiet time. And I want to encourage you to use these cards to write down the scriptures that you want to put in your mind and to hide in your heart. And then when you need them, the Holy Spirit can bring them back to mind. Now, the Holy Spirit can't bring up something you haven't put in your heart or in your mind. So store them in this beautiful gold box. It's a real pretty box that will make a great conversation piece. Now, my hope is that this tool will help you learn to love God's Word, listen to God's Word, and live God's Word as you share it with others. Now, while you're working on these verses and some of the verses you want to do, my team's actually working on new sets of Bible verses that will be released throughout the year that you can add to your collection. So I hope you'll
0: get this tool. We're doing it for you. We'll send you the gold verses of Hope Scripture Box when you give a gift today to help Daily Hope take the hope of Jesus to people around the world. Quantities are limited, so be sure to act quickly. Go to PastorRick.com right now to get your copy of this great resource. That's PastorRick.com, or you can text the word DAILY to 800 600 hundred five4. That's the word daily to 800-600-5004. And thanks so much for your support. Be sure to join us next time as we look into God's word for our daily hope. This program is sponsored by Pastor Rick's Daily Hope and your generous financial support.